This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. There's so many of you guys. Holy Jesus, Billy. Billy. What's up, man? Oh, we got a random Billy in the chat. <laughs> Billy, how you doing? Hey, guys. And we are back on Lauer After Hours. This is Mike Ryan Fan Account. And today we are joined by the host of ESPN's number one challenge pod, Billy Gill. Okay, Billy Gill, a man that needs, needs no introduction. Thank you so much for joining Lauer After Hours. Um, we have a ton of questions for you tonight. So in the uh, spirit of Dan, I'm going to need you to keep it concise, to not meander, not let your mind wander. We're going to have to keep these, these answers pretty tight to get through everybody, if that's okay with you, Billy. But don't be myself. Don't be yourself, exactly. We need you to be corporate Billy, polished Billy. <laughs> no, we absolutely want you to be yourself. You take as much time as you want to, okay? Um, but we do, as, as you can see in this Chris Cody notice, there is a ton of people staring back at you right now. I know it's probably a little overwhelming. The kind of way it works here is that I host and toss it around to everybody who's come up with questions in the uh, uh, past day and today. They've been uh, sending them to me on Twitter. So um, with that being said, we are going to throw it to uh, the man who always wants to jump to the front of the line because he has more Twitter followers than all of us combined. Uh, that is Mark that runs the Leber Reddit account. Mark, go ahead. Hey, Billy, it's Mark. Hey, Mark, it's Billy. Have you heard of the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gatz? <laughs> Apparently, it's a popular radio show and podcast on ESPN Radio. Anyway, my question is, what's your origin story? How did you get started on the show? Because I feel like all of a sudden you disappeared, and then you're on air doing Epic Song of the Day, and now obviously Dan thinks you're funny, as do we, and you're on all the time. So how did you get started? Because I don't remember. It's just kind of weird. So I started... Wow. I started 10 years ago at this point and I started interning and I started interning at 790 The Ticket, which is in Miami. And I was interning at first for Sedano because George Sedano used to do the morning show down there. And then I started doing both shows and then I switched just to Levitard. And I did that for like two years as an intern. 
And then I started interning at HQ up in Washington. And then Hawk ended up leaving and they needed someone. And then I started on the show working officially in like 2012. And then I've just kind of been working there ever since. And then I started slowly doing more things on air. But yeah, I started like 10 years ago as an intern. Is that a good question? Our, answer? Was yeah, that, that was no, no, it Perfect. wasn't at all. I, I kind of expected it to go longer, to be honest with you. Somehow I expected it to end up on like some television show that you've been watching. Um, I'm really boring. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really boring. Like this you is are not, not. Be that fun for you guys. And my dog is running around and may bark. And these are things to watch out for is one, if I'm boring you guys. And two, if my dog goes crazy, it starts. Barking. Absolutely not. You're not. Who, who did the painting behind you, by the way? This painting right here. Yeah. So this was my wife did this and we went to like one of those, uh, I don't remember what it's called that you basically go and you take like a, it's called painting with a twist. So like you go, right. it was like a, you know, like this is what you're going to paint and everybody goes and then like there's wine, but you have to kind of take your own wine or just like have communal wine. And the only reason, if I'm going to be honest with you, why this is even here is because one, I was told how boring this wall is and <laughs> it's hiding my thermostat. So like, oh, I just, shit. <laughs> so like, I just, I, I was getting complaints about my thermostat being in the background of all my mm. zooms. So then I just got this and I just, Put it on top, and then you wouldn't even know that it was there. I love it. I love and you, it. And you think you're boring. You think you're boring after that story? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, Mark, get off the chat. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Mike Ryan fan account, uh, who I believe you guys discussed on the Lauer this morning. Mike Ryan fan account, go ahead. Yeah, this is a Mike Ryan fan account. Billy, you are not boring, and I say that because – I am your character. Now, I realize there's separation between your character and you, but the one you portray, that is who I am in real life. And I have brought proof because I believe you're a big fan Ooh, of Wow, the Musel. Yeah. Awesome. I dabble with the Musel. Heck yeah. So tell me about, <laughs> tell me about your routine, man. Because like, it, a, it interacts with, uh, with you know, medications and stuff, and B, it's... Uh, Wait, whoa, hold on a second. This is news to me. It really? does what now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. I'm telling you, dude, we're the same guy, man. It's, what, uh, what interactions is there? Should I not be taking Metamucil? Uh, you have to wait <laughs> at least an hour, I believe, after you take your, you know, whatever you take in the morning. Because if not, it's so thick and it just sucks everything up that you're, you know, you're wasting it. You're wasting what, you know, if you take supplements or other stuff. This is news to me. Yeah, this is news to me. So I went to like, uh, I had I had like all kinds of stomach things, like not too long ago. And I went to like a gastroenterologist and he's like, oh, you should take like a little bit of Metamucil. Maybe it'll make you feel better. But didn't give me like any directions. Just, just like, ah, take like one or two scoops. So then I went and I started taking it. I'm like, well, like, how often do I take it? Like in the morning, at night? He's like, ah, just take it at the same time every day. So I started taking it at night. And it's like, I don't know how, if anyone else takes Metamucil. And to be honest with you, I haven't taken it in a little bit because I'm like, bad at remembering these things but you basically have to like mix it like right away it becomes like jelly almost instantly right and then that's like disgusting and you don't want to take it but it's been god i'm trying to remember the last time i took it's been a while since i've taken it but i didn't think that it really like had bad reactions with anything so maybe it should no it's not really a bad reaction it's just like let's say you take a supplement it's gonna soak it up you know like let's say you wake up in the morning you're gonna you want to work out you take a supplement and then you 
take the Metamucil, it's going to soak up the supplement. So it's not going to work as well, you know? Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, um, my other question was today or this week at some point you mentioned, uh, cruise ships or taking a cruise is a lot better from Puerto Rico. I was wondering how many different islands can you hit in a row if you leave from Puerto Rico? Ooh, you, but one, you have a really fancy microphone. That's not related at all to what you're asking me. I'm just kind of observing you and it's still very bright where you are. Where are you? Uh, Missouri. It's still light out there. Isn't it like central? So what time does the sun go down? Uh, Usually about 8.45. Hmm. All right. Well, back to the question that you asked me. Uh, so <laughs> the Puerto Rico cruise that we went on had like five stops, I think. It, it was like a seven-day cruise. It had like five stops. And man, where did we go? We went to, I think we went to Barbados, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, St. Martin, and St. Thomas, I think, were like the five stops that we made in seven days. So that was cool. And it all depends also on like which, because like there's different like Caribbean things that you could go. You could do like Eastern Caribbean, Western Caribbean, Southern Caribbean, Northern Caribbean. So like there's a bunch of different stops that you could take. But that's the one that we went on that I like the most just because I like getting off and doing things. Like on that cruise, we did, we went zip lining, I think, in St. Kitts, and we went in St. Lucia to like some volcano that was active to like swim in like this, uh, like it's like a hot spring basically like in the volcano. So like, I like when, when we go places just doing things. Cause if not, I, I don't know, I get bored just being on the ship. Same. I can't chill. Like, no, not, not my style, but all, all right. right. Thank you. Good answer, Billy. Thanks for the uh, travel tips. All right. Up next, we've got Niles. He has a uh, he has a great question. Uh, Niles, thanks for joining us again tonight. Go ahead. What's happening? What's good, Billy? What's good, Niles? What's happening, man? I was wondering last Friday on the Lauer, you were talking about how you were interested in like becoming like a host and stuff. That was something that you deeply desired. And personally, my personal opinion, I think that you would be awesome in that in that light. And I would watch The Bachelor, but like. Are you really considering doing something like that since, you know, The Bachelor is like an ABC property and which is all stemming from Disney? Would you be interested in doing something like that? Uh, I appreciate your faith in me, Niles. I do not think The Bachelor <laughs> would ever ask me to host. I'm gonna be I think they would. I would I watch it. I've never seen an episode, but I would watch it. I don't think I have necessarily like the... Uh, like the charisma necessary to like bring in tens of millions of viewers across America for a couple hours a week and have them believe. Okay. This is what I've learned from doing the challenge <laughs> podcast that I've been doing, especially when I do like reads for like ads and sponsors and stuff like that. I'm not good. And I was saying this the other day, like I can't fake like the enthusiasm. And even when I try to be sincere, enthusiasm, it that's part of you though. It. Yeah, but make, that's you though. Yeah, but if like okay, let's say let's say there's like the bachelor, right? Or it's like the bachelorette, and it's like, oh, today, you know, Niles, the bachelor, is looking for love, and we have ten prospective women trying to, you know, win Niles's heart. Like, I hope he finds love. Like, does that sound like that's not like something that you'd want? But see, Billy, this what you gotta understand, though, bro. You'll really be excited about that, though. So you wouldn't be faking your enthusiasm because you're really enthused about that. 
You feel yeah. me? So it ain't like, oh, you'll really be like a fan on the show hosting it. So you'll be excited. You wouldn't have to fake none of that. You might be nervous at first, but once you get exactly. into the storyline, exactly. I think you'll be exactly. excited. You know what? Exactly. I love Stupak. Stupak's like my hype man. He's always pumping me up. Every time we've had him do anything, he's very positive. Absolutely. Even when Juju was mad at me that one time, Supak kind of like made the peace there and we were good again. Where is Juju? Has Juju done any of these or no? He was on the second episode, I think. Yeah, as a guest. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But he... You guys, by the way, have gotten so many guests that I was uh... – I don't remember who it was that I was telling. I think I was telling Steak Sauce, where I was like, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to just bring in people, because I heard that you guys had an issue with Gojo or something. I don't remember what it was. We didn't, though. We didn't have an issue no, with Gojo. No, but it was before Gojo was on. That there was okay. like some sort of disagreement on. I don't remember what it was. I heard it somewhere. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I wanted So to there's, wait, wait, you're telling us there's room, there's like a rumor mill about oh, yeah. our podcast at oh, yeah. ESPN? Yeah. We you made it now that the ESPNers yeah. listen to That's our podcast up. and talk about it. Yeah, Zubin, <laughs> telling me. Zubin was telling me. But anyway, so I wanted to bring on people to like surprise you with, but you've gotten like every person that I know, so it's impossible to get you guys like a surprise of Allison. anyone. Get exactly. us Allison. One person left. Stew. Dude. I, if if I, you got a stew, fine. that, that would that would forget stew. Get us no, Abby. Stew. Allison. Uh, Allison. Hey. Give me my money. Give me my money. I want to argue with him. Ben, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. You guys are unrealistic. I can't I get Bomani. You think I'm going to text Bomani at 9 o'clock on a Friday night? Like, hey, Bomani, hey, listen. join this, this hey, and tell him I Tell him Stu Pac could beat him in the shower pen conversation, bro. And I'm not even pro shower pen, but I think I could beat him, bro. I got like I got an avenue for him where I can beat him. I don't know what that's going to work. <laughs> what am I going to tell you? know this goes. Hey, man. Have faith in your law, Rancher. I beat this dude, bro. And I agree with him, but I, it's just like everybody, he got everybody shook and shit. So I got to get him. What's it? Do it. We care about you. All right. All right. Before this thing gets too far off the rails, just to reiterate Niles' question. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the question? If you got offered The Bachelor right now, right now, like, I, would you take the bachelor hosting gig if it meant you had to leave the shipping container or mass singer because nick cannon ain't got a job no more dude they kept him they kept nick cannon he oh they did yeah that's what's ap- up they he apologized and they kept him i don't know when they're gonna film oh, the next mass singer but he's that's back what's up. yeah my All dog's right. pulling on my sleeve uh so would i host <laughs> the bachelor hmm i can only do one thing yep one why can't other. i do both I, because uh, contractually, you're obligated uh, to uh, the, the bachelor wants you. bachelor wants yeah, exactly bachelor, bachelor wants all your time. Wow, don't hmm. by the mouse. I don't know. The bachelor seems like look. So like Dancing with the Stars just lost their host, right? But they already named Tyra the host, so I can't do that one. I was hoping that they would like bring in me, the Charlies, and Elizabeth to host it after seeing what we did with the podcast, but they didn't call us yet. So I guess that was like an inside thing with Tyra. They wanted her. Hmm. The bachelor. Maybe I'd do the bachelor. If it was like a tag team type thing, like the first season of like American Idol where was like two people involved. Right. And I could like bounce off of someone. I, I'm telling you 
America wouldn't like me as like the host of The Bachelor. Would not. That's well. not the. That's not the question, Billy. The question is, would you take the hosting gig if it meant you had to leave the shipping container? I mean, I feel yes like they no. probably pay a ton of money, right? So like, right? Okay, yeah. That'd be like, dumb that to say no to that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and so it'd be super mainstream. <laughs> it would be. It would be. All right. Uh, up next, we've got Asom out in Chicago. He's got a question for you about the show. Asom. Hey, Billy. It's Asom. Hey, Asom. Calling from the basements of Chicago. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, real quick to piggyback, the Mass Singer. If it let's just say it was starting anytime soon, there's no way Nick Cannon's going to still be the host of that show. No way. He is. They already said it. Okay, well, just like I believe base, they're going to say baseball and sports is going to start, we'll see what actually happens when they get going. That, that's all I'm saying. You know, I thought I heard that they had already filmed, like, the next season of The Masked Singer, which seems, like, impossible, right? There's no way that they filmed so many episodes in advance. You don't we'll want to find out. The Masked we'll Singer. find yeah. out. Here's my uh, two quick ones. You like to eat always during the show. Yeah. How's the food at home compared to always just picking up little stuff to take to the show? And I'd also like to know a little bit behind the scenes how you felt before, during, and after racing uh, Mr. Freeze on the warning track. Oh, my God. That was an adventure. Where's Matt? Mayor Matt isn't here today? How disappointing. He couldn't make it tonight. I've got, I've got a message. I've got a message from him on his behalf. It has to, does it have to do with the mug? Uh, I was already prepared we'll, look, for a mug Billy, investigation. Billy, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. Let's not get it. All right. <laughs> Um, so what was the first question? Eating at home? Well, just how the food compares at home rather than just, you know, nibbling on little stuff throughout the entire show. You're at home. So it's and then Mr. Freeze, of course. I've lost since this thing started. I haven't weighed <laughs> myself lately, but I've lost probably like 10 pounds just because I'm eating like normal. I'm not eating like fast food and just like constant junk. My wife's like cooking me like three like square meals a day at like normal schedules. I don't have like the commute. So I'm not like, Hey, I'm bored. I'm going to be driving for a while. Let me just get Burger King. So I've actually been eating a lot healthier than I was before. All right. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. the freeze, man. Okay. So the freeze, the way that whole thing came about was we were, that was in Atlanta last year for the Super Bowl, And it was, I think, think the day before I met Matt and we were trying to figure out because we knew we were going to be there two or three days and it was going to be me Charlie and Allison that were going to be there but Allison was working for a bunch of different shows so she couldn't go along with us to like film the different things that we were filming right so we had different ideas of things we wanted to try but didn't know exactly what we could do and what like our camera situation and setup would be right so the freeze is something that I came up with with like two or three weeks to go before the Super Bowl. And I was like, man, this is a thing in Atlanta. Like a bunch of people are going to be doing this, but let's see if we can do or whatever. And we didn't get an okay, like officially for it until I think like the Friday before we left where, where they like out of nowhere, they kind of like revived it. Like this is something that could happen. Right. So then I went to my college and uh, like I did track with the guy that's not the track coach at the college. So I got them to lend me like a track uniform, which I, I don't know that I ever gave back, to be honest with you. So I think I still have, like, a neon pink and black, like, spandex, like, race suit. So I got that. And then we went there, and I found out I had to sign, like, all these things. It was freezing. Like, it was freezing. 
for Miami especially because Miami like if we get into like this the low 70s it's like everyone's in like Uggs and like heavy winter coats and it's like miserable right so right. in Atlanta it was there was like some sort of storm coming or something some winter wind I don't know whatever it is called because in Miami we don't get any of that but it was like in the 30s and I don't have any clothes for for winter so I had to go and like get these jackets and all this stuff and then I have this idiotic tracksuit that I'm going to wear that's basically like, you know, Spanx. It's like Under Armour shorts. It was and a little like, tight. It was a little tight. It, yeah. And I had layers. Like I had a long sleeve layer and I had long sleeve like long johns underneath. Basically, it was freezing and it was windy. And they told us how the freeze works. The freeze, really cool. His whole like gimmick is he doesn't talk, right? <laughs> Off camera, he talked to us a little bit. He was a really cool guy. Um, so they tell us, I'm like trying to figure out like, cause I know I didn't do any training for this. Cause I didn't one think it was going to happen. And two, it's like, how much am I going to train for one race? You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is I'm going to get beat and I'm going to look like an idiot. So it doesn't matter. So I didn't really train for it. And I'm trying to figure out like, well, when does the freeze go? So I can try to time this out to like have the best shot possible. So they tell me like, okay, the freeze goes here. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to half-ass it until that point because I'm not going to – When gonna did you know you were going to have a head start? When did you know you were going to have a head start? So they told me. They, they walked me through. They're like, there's a head start, and this is when he, he always takes off when you pass this sign on the warning track, right? And I'm like, okay, okay well, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of like jog until that point. That way I don't get tired just kind of sprinting out the gate because then he's going to catch up to me, and it's going to be a disaster, right? So I start jogging. And then I think they realize what I'm doing. And then I hear them tell him, go. And it was before the point where I'm supposed to start. I'm like, crap. So I just start <laughs> running as fast as I possibly can. And it was so long. And I'm like dying. And the guy's coming behind me. And I can hear, because you're on the, the, the warning track, is like little pebbles of dirt, right? So you hear yeah. him. And he's wearing like actual like cleats so that he gets a good grip on what's going on. And I'm just wearing like whatever sneakers, right? So I hear him going like, and it's getting louder and louder and louder and it's coming i'm like oh my god this guy's gonna catch me so i'm trying to like go towards like the inside because i know he's not gonna cut on the grass and i'm trying to kind of block it and hope that i get to the finish line and then as i'm getting to the finish line i hear him coming and it's even louder and i'm like oh my god this guy's gonna catch me and then i just ate it like i was just trying to get there and i fell i had like in my hand i still have like a little like not a scar but i got like the little pebbles from like the warning track stuck in my hand i was like all like scraped on the on like my thigh and my shoulder was like all bruised totally worth it though because i, I was thought able you to broke your i thought you broke your collarbone when you fell i thought your collarbone was broken when you fell <laughs> well it wasn't thank god that would have been horrific <laughs> because i don't know how i would have explained that because it was also like this is like the first like full day I was there. I got there like the night before. So it would have been a disaster to do the Super Bowl like that. But I couldn't believe. And then even the next day I was asking Matt, I was like, you've seen this. Like, do you think, do you think that he let me win? Because like, <laughs> how did I actually beat him? And he's like looking, he's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Which immediately I was like, well, great. Thanks. Like I was hoping you'd tell me like, no, you did a good job. And he's like, I don't know. He may have let you win. But you won, man. Yeah. I always have that. Look, that's horrible picture behind the Cody Thanks, Cavalry. Billy. All right. Up next, we have uh, your personal hype man, Mr. Stupak. Stupak, take it away, my man. Stupak, come on. My bad, bro. It was on um, <laughs> mute, man. I'm trying to follow the rules. You know how it goes, oh, man. What are you doing, though, Billy? Thank you. Thank that's you. That's good, Stupak. <laughs> 
You already know, man. What's the deal? How everything going, bro? You been all right? I've been good. How have you been? We haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, man. Shit, it's hard to get on the line nowadays when y'all not in the office. Well, because you guys started doing this thing, and it's basically what we were doing with Dinner for Schmucks. So it's like, well, we're basically going to steal your things. I don't want to do that. No, it's still cool because that's still better promotion for us. Still get us out to the audience. And you know we love talking to y'all. You feel me? That's the whole reason why we do it. Yeah. No doubt. But uh, I had a couple quick questions for you, bro. While I get into it, you feel me? First off, who would win in a battle rap in between the shipping container? If y'all did a battle rap right now, who would win? Oh, man. A battle rap. I don't think it'd be me because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking quick enough on my feet. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I heard I heard Anthony do his thing with Peter Rosenberg, so I'll just say him for right now. I think I'd do that, and then Roy doesn't talk enough. I feel like Roy. I don't think Roy talks enough, and Chris. I don't really have much faith in in the battle rapping. I'm gonna go with Anthony. I think. All right, in your personal opinion, bro. What would you say is the worst grit of death punishment of all time? And what was the worst one you had to personally endure? The worst one that I had to endure, which I think was one of the worst, was the onions. I hated the onions so much. So I hate the grit of death. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. I hate it. I think it's stupid. It's the worst. And it's like all these horrific things that no one actually wants to do and Mike makes us all do. And then he basically puts on just costumes that he wants to dress up as for Halloween. And he takes all of those right at the beginning. And then we get stuck doing all these horrible things. Like it's never like I get to dress like Pitbull. It's like, Oh, Billy, you need to eat an onion. Oh, Billy, you need to like, <laughs> whatever, jump out of an airplane without a parachute. And it's like, well, how, I didn't agree to any of this. Like, why, did, why am I stuck doing this? So the onion was horrible. It was down to like three things, I think. Right. And they were all eating things at the time. And I didn't want to eat any of this stuff. I hate eating. I have like a really sensitive stomach. And I knew I was going to puke, whatever it was, right? So my thought was, I'll get the onion. Because it was like the onion, I don't remember what the other two were. But the other two were like horrible also. I'm like, the onion I could get and I could kind of try to cheat and just get like a small onion. I could get like a small onion and then just eat it quickly, right? But then when I was there, I'm like, I'm not going to do that because then they're going to make me do it again. So I got a big onion, like a regular onion. I did research on which onions wouldn't be that bad. And I started eating this onion. And then as I'm eating the onion, they're spraying like Lysol like in my face. And Dan starts like fake vomiting. And then I started vomiting to the point that I was actually like hospitalized for two days. It was the worst. It was absolutely the worst. Hospitalized? What do you mean? Okay. So I, I was so dehydrated from the onion. And I threw up so much from the onion that I, I had absolutely nothing left in my body. Like I was totally dehydrated and I had kidney stones at the time. And since there was no like liquid or fluid in my kidneys where the stones would be like floating normally, it forced them out and they were too big to pass. So they had to keep me in the hospital to give me like painkillers. And I was in there for like two days. It was the worst. It was the worst. Yeah. What the dog? And, That's crazy. And, wait, wait, wait. And I had to pay for all of that too. So it's not like that I went and I told like Mickey Mouse, like, hey, Mickey Mouse, I need like a reimbursement for going to the hospital for like three days. <laughs> so the stupid onion cost me like over a grand. It was the worst. And then so, uh, my ESPN, don't let them do nothing. I mean, someone Still, told me like months later, they're like, you should, you, they're like, you should have done like a, like filed a report for work. And it's like, I mean, thanks some for kind of now. workers comper yeah. uh, at the, at the bare minimum. Hey, uh, we just got joined by someone who 
we are thrilled apparently loves to crash our zoom calls and we we get tickled about it every time izzy gutierrez uh i believe is here how are you doing izzy moo mute you're muted mute sorry is that better yeah all right so was that um hey billy was that dan's fault was he the first one that started vomiting and why is he such a um like vomit he really does vomit a lot because he vomited once before. He was going to vomit one time that Dominique and Stugas were doing this thing where they were like pretending to eat paper and like feed it to each other like birds. He almost vomited that time. He seems you know what to- makes me want to vomit is his, is his like about the vomit sound. It's so like intense and I it's hate so it. It's so gross. It's so Yeah, gross. I start turning off the radio. But he, but he, he convinces himself to vomit by doing that. Because like he'll do it joking, and then he gets in his own head, and then he makes himself vomit. He vomited before I vomited when that was going on, and then seeing him vomit is a combination of the sound, seeing him vomit, and the Lysol. I hate Lysol smells for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why it really bothers me, but that was like in my face while I'm trying to eat the thing, and it was just a horrible combination of things. What are you doing, Izzy? Uh, what, what's today? Friday? Yeah. Ooh, it's Friday night. I'm watching a show called Billions, if you've heard of it. Oh, um, what's catching that? Up. I'm on season two. It's, you know, it's a um, show on Showtime. That's why I guess I never watched it, because Showtime is not really something I I'm at the I'm at the end of season three right now uh, okay. of Billions. Yeah, first first watch through. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I can't complain. I've pretty much seen everything else. So, um, yeah. What are how you doing, these, Billy? How many of these have you crashed? Um, I crashed Roy's. I cr- I wouldn't really call it a crash. I call it a visit. You know, I just yeah, like yeah. it's. I mean, I'm always have like a backdoor invite, mm. and so. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh So yeah, I just uh, I don't even know if I've crashed too many other. I think it's been like three of them. Hmm. Do you have any advice, Izzy? Have you done one of these yourself? It's very yeah. overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. I was stressing this a little bit because I knew there was going to be like 20 people. And I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not good at small talk. And I don't know what I'm going to be asked. Like, I just kind of need to prepare myself. I was kind of pacing a little bit before we started this. Apparently, I was the last person to do it before it got like organized. Is that right? Wow. Correct. Yes. You put us yeah. on the map, Izzy, because that's <laughs> you. people took us seriously. People wanted to join. I've been begging people to do this for two years. And <laughs> I got bumped last week. I was supposed to do it last week, and I straight up got bumped. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. We had bigger fish had. to fry. Let's just, say, let's just say corporate took care of that real quick. An, another thing that I was gonna say is that the reason that that I was told it was gonna be at this time is because someone was doing it from Australia who's not here. So I don't even know why we're doing this. For the <laughs> Yeah, Morgan has not shown up for some reason. I don't know. She said she was taking a nap because I don't even know what time it is over there. It's like early in the morning or something. So she was going to take a nap before the call. And uh, I'm we're afraid that she overslept, apparently. Ah. <laughs> and Wait, she was the one. She she tried to book you for like weeks, Billy. And yeah, uh, I, I answered like right away. First stakes whoa, off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There is a point of contention there. Okay. We heard we heard there were weeks in between responses uh in regards to booking you. Would you at like least to six comment? days? At least six days. Like to, yeah, six days. Would you like to comment on that? 
I will, that sounds like something that I would do, not intentionally, like to just because I'm bad at getting back at text. That sounds like something that may have happened. So let's see. We could hmm. shelf this until Morgan gets on and go to the next question. I mean, we could. I know that, I know that Steak Sauce had asked me once and then I, he asked me like, hey, can you do it tonight? I think, right? I don't remember. I'm, I'm the worst. Like, I think right, he asked right. me like the day of and I'm like, oh, I, like, I didn't see it until you guys were done. Right. I'm not gonna. It's, you guys are it's, probably right. Bygones are bygones. You're here now. That's all that matters. All right. Up next, we have Pamela. Uh, she's got a question about Instagram, I believe. Pamela. Hi, Billy. It's Pamela, hi. aka Halloween Basic on Twitter. Oh, hi. Hello. Um, listeners who follow your Instagram see how lovely your beautiful wife is. My question is, do you think you outkicked your coverage? And if so, how did you get her to choose you? Wow. <laughs> She's right next to me right now. Um, I definitely... I said hi. Put her on. Izzy says hi. Look, Izzy joined. Do you want to see? <laughs> There's a lot of people. <laughs> she doesn't want to see. Um, yeah, no. She, I definitely outkicked my coverage with her. Um, I don't know how I tricked her, to be honest with you. I don't know why she decided that I was someone that she wanted to marry, but I tricked her and now she's stuck with me. Awesome. So we, right. we met at work though. Do oh, okay. you guys know where, where we met or no? I think I've told the story. Okay. I don't think so. So we met, Izzy might know the story. We met when I worked at Victoria's Secret in Dolphin Mall and she also worked there. And I got the job, uh, because I didn't think they were going to hire me. So I like applied as a joke. I needed a job and I went through the mall and I applied at like all the stores in the mall and they were like the first or second to call me back. And I went and I interviewed whatever and they were like the first ones to hire me. So I went in there, applied as a joke. And then four years later, I want to say working there, I think I worked there five total years, but like four years later, um, my now wife started working there and I met her and then, uh, you know. Wait, wait, wait. You worked there for how long? Five years. And it was like, it was like a joke slash dream job, right? It was, well, <laughs> so me and my cousin applied together and I was the only one that got hired. And when I started, it was awful. It was basically, oh, that's my dog. When I started, it was like, uh, it, it was because of my schedule, I was getting there at six in the morning and then leaving at 10. It was like a morning radio show, basically. I was working six to 10 and I was just working in the back. And I, what my job was when I started was I was a stock guy and I had to like steam like the robes and stuff like that they would sell. And I had to put all of the like sensors on the, like all the clothes, like on the underwear, the bras. So what'd you work your way up to? Like what was five years worth? Like what'd you, what'd you get to cashier? So I started in Were the you stock like an expert in the on panties, which is a, a word I can't stand by the way. Really? Why not? I, I don't know. I've just always hated it. I think it's because I grew up around three sisters. Gross. Hmm. Yeah. Panties is just not a word I'm a fan of. So I started in the stock room in like the lingerie side, like the clothing side. And then I moved over to like stock and like the beauty side, which is like the creams and lotions and perfumes and all of that stuff. And then eventually they moved me to be a cashier. So I started doing uh, like cashier stuff. And then by that time, when I started, it was a little tiny store. There was like, it sounds big, but like at the time it was like three or four million dollars a year is what it made, which sounds like crazy, but it, this is like a ridiculous small. When I left, it was like a $40 million a year store and it was just 
way too serious, like way corporate. Like it went from like 50 employees to like 200. And I'm like, I got it. Like this is, I gotta go. Like I'm, right. I'm like a part-time <laughs> college student. Like I got it. This is. Too but much. you're that Victoria's Secrets like Hall of Fame though. Five years. That's a lot of time. You know where we went afterwards, and we were only there for like a couple months because this was like right at the end of like my college experience when I was going to go away to to do the HQ internship for the summer. I, I we went from Victoria's Secret, and like five or six of us left to go work at Juicy Couture. So we worked at Juicy Couture for like a couple months. But the Juicy Couture, they had like, it's such a bad spot at the mall that no one would go there. So like at the end, they, they couldn't give anyone hours. And I was working like one day a week for like four hours. And I'm like, ah, this is, I, I, think, Billy, I think I need to go to this unpaid internship. I, I, hate to, I hate to cut short your answer about your wife that somehow ended up into your career at Victoria's Secret. Yeah. But... This is how uh, <laughs> things go in my mind. I'm sorry. It's it's quite hard. Don't apologize. Morgan just got on with us. I though. saw that. Yeah, she's apparently having some power outage storm issues in Australia. I'm Morgan, stuck go ahead. In my garage. I'm stuck in the garage. Hey. <laughs> like I have no power, so I can't open the roller door, and this side door is stuck. So I had to put my phone out this hole to get somebody to take it to charge it where there was power and put it back in, but I'm still stuck in here. Why can't they open the door for you from the outside? That doesn't open. It's oh. stuck. And there's no power to open the, the roller door. So, so is there like a door into the house? Is it attached to the house? Can you get out the no. window? No, it doesn't open any further. It's only that far. It was only made for you to stick your phone out. Yeah, literally. So Do we like, need to call the emergency out. services? Yeah. What's the, nine, what's the 911 people, number for right. Australia? A triple zero. No one cares here. Like, this is not an emergency. It seems like you've been preparing for this your whole life. Look, I'm like you, Billy. I'm very prepared. <laughs> I've got everything in here. How long do you think you could survive in that environment? Um, well, it depends how many smokes I've got. Um, uh. No, uh, no, I'd survive. I could survive a day. I mean, I how hope it doesn't take that long. That hole? I know it won't. But um, has this little, has uh, this happened to you before? Um, yeah, once. Oh, not that I was stuck in here, but the power went out. But this is great, though. This is hilarious. <laughs> Morgan, do you have a question for Billy? Um. I heard you were talking shit about me. Get my name out of your mouth to start with. <laughs> um, I thought we were best friends. That's what you told me when we first spoke, that we were best friends. And now no, no, no. we're not. No, 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 no. First of all. Billy, how many days? You were looking at your phone. I couldn't find it. So they told me that, that I didn't answer for six days. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Like, I think I had a mental breakdown last week because of you. Why? Seriously, so if you want to talk shit about me, I will come back at you. Wait, why did you oh have a mental God. breakdown? Oh, because you played, like, hard to get so... No, no. Oh. I said I said I would come on, and, and I thought we had agreed upon a time, and then I was we blown did. off. And I still, don't, I still don't even know. I, I still don't even know who I was blown off for. It's affected it me deeply. Monster. It was Lorenzo. It wasn't Lorenzo. I know that Lorenzo hasn't been on this yet. <laughs> We've got him scheduled, though. We really? Only when he had a baby. Only he did he have a baby. baby. 
Oh, I don't know reason. if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, he had a baby. He tweeted about he, Lorenzo? He tweeted that yeah. he had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just looked. Really, I just looked. I, I DM'd you on June 20th. You replied on June 23rd. Oh, that's only three thank days. you, Stan. Three days. See, thank you. That's, that's only three I, days. No, I feel I'm like King Billy. There you go. <laughs> and it's my it's my fault you got bumped too, Billy. So I apologize. It's my fault. It's fine. I think we bumped you for Gojo. It was Gojo. I mean. Oh yeah. Sorry, your thighs didn't stack up. <laughs> That's right, Billy. I get lifted. Every up. time I do one of these, I just feel I just like you guys just tell me what a piece of crap I am. I don't know. Why. It's not nice. I don't know. I had a lot of people telling me you were talking shit, Billy. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I think I said was I came I I, what I said was we were doing this so late so that you could do this from Australia and you weren't here so I didn't know why we were doing it so late and now I find out that you're trapped in in a garage and now you feel bad it's not not late because of me I'm available at any time I've I've been awake all night because I had to buy Yeezys this morning it's very important you bought Yeezys yeah I bought Yeezys this morning at what time was it? Seven AM. Yeah. Did you did you buy them for you or to like resell? No, for me. Oh, okay. I've never had Yeezys. Um, um I I had fake ones. Um, but now that we can't leave the country, I can't go to Vietnam and get more. So I have to buy real ones. Did you go to Vietnam to buy Yeezys before? Uh just a happy coincidence that I bought them when I was there. But my boyfriend's dad travels through Asia a lot, so he brings us back stuff all the time. But now he can't go. So, is there anyone yeah. else in the house that you're locked in the garage that can help you? Because I'm a little concerned about that. Um, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy's inside, but he can't get in here. But he passed. He took my phone to his house and charged it for a bit because it was dying, and then came back with it. You don't have like a safety latch on your garage door? No, like usually they have like a pull thing from the center, but this one doesn't. Um, oh my God. That's a fire hazard. How hot is it there? That's absolutely it's not hot, it's cold. Oh. And like this door just doesn't open. So I'm stuck. But um, life's good. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, Steve has a question up next. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Billy. It's Steve. Hey, Steve. <laughs> so I think it's pretty clear that you're not quite as much of an alcoholic as rest, the rest of your coworkers. But I just want to know if there's any good uh, drinking or partying stories from your youth. Oh, man. Um, huh. So I, I have, Yes. I have some that don't involve me as much, but we had, (laughs) I had a friend, we used to go, so I I live in Miami, obviously, and then Gainesville is like the University of Florida, and it's like, it's like a five-hour drive away, right? So I had a couple friends that went to UF, and it was, uh, I had a couple friends that went to UF, so we would go up there, me and my other friend that didn't go to UF, because we'd go and we'd hang out with our friends, and there was a day that we were hanging out like at someone's apartment or something. I don't know. And then one of our friends left and then he was just missing for like four hours. And we had no idea where it was that he went. And we like walk around and we're calling him and he's not answering and we're looking for him. 
we walked around the building. We sent out like search teams of like two to go out and they were walking around like the city of Gainesville trying to see if they could find him. Um, and then like three hours later, we ended up finding him and he had just passed out like behind the building in bushes, like by a generator. But before we found him, someone else thought that it'd be a good idea to call his parents at like three in the morning and ask if they knew where he was when his parents are in Miami. And again, it's like three in the morning. So why would they know where their son was? And that pretty much ended my road trips with him to Gainesville. Like that was the end of him coming with me to Gainesville. So then when I had to go, then moving forward, I'd have to make the drive by myself because for a while, they weren't in love with the idea of him going up to Gainesville to uh, to see his friends and go missing for hours and be found, you know, behind generators and buildings. Right. Yeah, my That's best not man. That's a great lost story. A, yeah, well, we lost my best man two out of the three days of my bachelor party. So we all have that friend. All right. Up next, we have, uh, let's see, Beep Count. He's got a baseball question. Go ahead, Beep Count. Hey, Billy. It's at Beep Count on Twitter. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I, I'm nice trying to, to find to you. you. I'm right here. I'm, oh, hey. How do you do that, by the way? Do you like you sit there and you count every time they hit the beep? Uh, yeah. So if, is it just made I, up? You can tell me if it's just made up. I no, it's anyone. it's 100% legit. So if I catch the live show, I have an app on my phone that's a little a little clicker, and I'll click it every every beep. And uh, on my other phone, I will start a timer for the segment length so I can get my, my beeps per minute. If I catch it, if I catch it on the podcast, I'll speed it up to two times speed and just hit the beeper every time there's the, uh, the beep. And I'll just mark the start of the segment and the end of the segment. And that's how I get my, my beeps per minute. I respect your hustle. I respect the amount of time and effort you put into this. I feel like you could just make it up. And like make your life a lot easier. <laughs> you know, I I wish I could. I just I I have that integrity where yeah, I was going to say you're a man of integrity. I am, man. I am 100. percent um, Yeah. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the comment on the on the hustle. I, I appreciate the heck out of that. So I'm the former public address announcer for the Albuquerque Isotopes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and they actually were the AAA Farm Club for the at that the time the Florida Marlins. Yeah, for a long time. Um, and I live in Frisco, Texas now, and the double A park here has a lazy river, uh, in the outfield. Um, the Albuquerque isotopes park is always voted as one of the top minor league ballparks in the, in the nation. So my question is, what are some minor league ballparks that you would be excited to go to? Hmm. Minor league ballparks. My, there's. Minor league ballparks are cool because they have stuff. I, there's one in, in Texas. I was sorry. I was distracted. I was trying to get Hawk to come on and he said no. So there's one in like Texas that has a lazy river, right? I heard you talking about a lazy river or was I not listening? Yeah, no, that, that's the one here in uh, in Frisco, Texas. That's the uh, the Frisco Rough Riders. Yes. All right. That one sounds cool. Um, I went to one in, uh, I went to one in, where was it? I went to a, my, a, a spring training game right before, right before they canceled, like not canceled, but before they, they postponed everything that was in like the Palm Beaches that was pretty nice. I'd like to go to a lot of these and just kind of see, I guess, what they are. But I don't know, like off the top of my head, what's like specific ones that I would go to. I feel El like Paso. that's a bad answer. That's Come to El Paso. 
Yeah. The, All the, right. Uh, Go ahead, Deep Count. Go do ahead, the Beep Chihuahuas count. have a good? Do the Chihuahuas have a good stadium? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that's usually one of the top ballparks, uh, especially for for AAA clubs. Um, that one, uh, the one in Round Rock, is also pretty high up there as well. Yeah, man, El Paso is gorgeous. Um, you get to check out the mountain. There's some cool little like bleachers out in uh, right field. Um, they just had the AAA uh, home run derby out there last year. It was amazing. Yeah. You have some nice altitude there, so it's home run friendly. The ball flies. Absolutely. And that will do it for this episode of the Billy Gill Experience on Lauer After Hours. Thank you so much for checking this out. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to check back later on this week when we have part two of the Billy Gill episode. Don't forget to download, subscribe, rate five stars, and review. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.